morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Today is Friday, July 31st, and you are listening to Rocket City Lift. Welcome back to Rocket City Lift. We are coming back today from our brief hiatus for a special treat. We have Nee on the program with us today to help explain the 23rd Psalm. But before we get into that, let us begin with a prayer. Let us pray. Lord God, we pray for those who are in desperate need for green pastures and still waters. For those who feel the turbulent seas tossing them back and forth, may all come to you for rest and comfort, for with a word you calm the seas. Amen. Our scripture passage today is Psalm 23. Please listen for a word from God. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord my whole life long. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Joining us today, we have Ni, who is the associate director at Prez House. He was a classmate of mine, He holds two masters because he's an overachiever, and he's one of the smartest people I know. Ni, welcome to the program. Uh, Brett, I'm super glad I could jump on. I feel a little taken a surprise uh, by you calling me an overachiever, but appreciate you giving me respect for being smart. You know, I was thinking about it, and you're like the Greek master that I know, and I'm realizing I'm having you talk about an Old Testament text, but maybe I'll have to have you on another time to talk to us about some Gospel of John. Uh, Yes, my other favorite portion of the Bible, he says with (laughs) utmost sarcasm. Well, Nia, we've been going through a sermon series on the Psalms. Do you have a favorite Psalm? that uh, you return to, or do you even like the book of Psalms? Yeah. um, So I have a couple of favorites um, and they matter to me for different reasons. So one of my favorite Psalms is Psalm 19. Mm -hmm. Um, And the reason I love this Psalm in particular is because of this section at the end of the Psalm, which talks about like the law of the Lord and it has all these different phrases like the law of the Lord is perfect reviving the soul Um, it's like honey in your mouth it's just like a really beautiful poetic um, section about the word of the Lord Um, I also really really like Psalm 24 because I went on a visit to the Washington Cathedral a few summers ago and I remember like standing outside of the doors 
of the cathedral and they have these like huge doors and I was like looking up all the way up to the top and I was reminded of the Psalm where it says um, in Psalm 24, like lift up your heads, O ancient doors that the King of glory may come in. And I was like, Oh, I wonder if this is sort of the like experience that the Psalmist was trying to capture. Hmm. And so that Psalm is like really poignant to me. Um, and then also Psalm 23. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, what, why do you think, cause yeah, Psalm 23, favorite of mine as well. I think many people who have attended church or even people who don't attend church, uh, there's something about this Psalm that seems to touch so many of us across generations, across cultures. What do you think it is about Psalm 23 that just has this universal timelessness about it? Yeah, I think, I think in some ways the Psalm like, sometimes can be like a a psalm of reassurance Mm -hmm. like if you're if you're if you're in a place where you're experiencing like unrest the psalm reminds you who god is like god is your shepherd god is the one who makes you lie down in green pastures the psalm can also in a way sort of like i don't know be like a a demand of god Hmm. like if you're again if you're in a place where you're struggling or you need a sense of peace. It's almost like you can appeal to it and say like, this is who you've promised to be for me. And like, this is what I need. Um, The imagery is beautiful. Um, I think in a lot of ways, like I know like for me, my person, the personal, my personal reason why I love the Psalm is because of a song that I really enjoy. Mm-hmm. And so I think a lot of people like come to the Psalm by way of like music or art in some form. It just sort of like, there's so many different places that it like pervades our society or our lives. Um, that it's really easy. I think for a lot of people to find a touch point at some way. Yeah. You, you talked about that kind of uh, appealing to God. And I think that's something that I've, just learned, you know, in the past five years that that's even okay to do. Why, why do you think we're afraid to appeal to who God has said God is? Yeah. Um, well, hey, I'm right there with you. Um, <laughs> and being on that journey of like, I don't know, being anything less than like utterly reverential mm-hmm. to God. Um, I mean, I think part of it is just like, there's a very specific image of God that is very popular in our culture, like despite all of the work that, you know, pastors and preachers put in to, you know, trying to disrupt that image, like the idea of God is sort of like a very punitive man upstairs who is just watching you and keeping track of what you do wrong. It's sort of like baked into not just American Christianity, but like American culture in general. Yeah. Um, and so in some ways, like people think of that God before they know God at all. Hmm. And so it's like really hard to deprogram that, um, especially because if you pick that up when you're a kid, like I know this for myself, that's the sort of image of God that I grew up with. Yeah. And even now that I've like gone to seminary and have sort of left the tradition that I grew up in, in moments where I'm like feeling a lot of stress or fear or I'm just like going through a difficult time, my mind defaults back to those images of God that I learned in my childhood. Hmm. And 
So that's why like a song like this, I think is important because it's a counter image. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, that's, that's such a, a fascinating. And I think we all do that is of it's comfortable for us to go back to this vision of God that we don't even believe it to be true. <laughs> yeah. Like that's somehow, that's somehow comfortable for us to go there. Yeah. I wish I was like a psychologist so I could understand what's happening in our minds when we do that. Um, <laughs> what, what do you think that, how do you think that this chapter, um, like, I, like we've talked about, it's been a source of comfort throughout generations. Um, but we, we believe this scripture speaks new to each person, to each uh, generation. What do you think it's saying to us at this moment, 2020, uh, and, and calling us either to how we should live or how we should uh, interact with others or God? Yeah. Um, I'll share two things. One is just, as I was like looking at this Psalm, um, getting ready for our conversation, there was a line that really stuck out to me connecting to this particular moment in our history. It's in verse five, where the Psalmist says, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. And I'm sure I'm not alone in having seen just like countless images of people in the streets, like facing off against armed police and people who are threatening their lives and like protesters literally fighting for their lives. And this image of God saying to that person standing in the street like tear glass tear gas floating through the air like i am going to prepare a table for you in this place like in the presence Mm. of your enemies the people who are threatening your life i don't know like i don't know what that means but like (laughs) that's where my mind went yeah just thinking about what like what it like what does the table look like like on the streets of Portland where Hmm. protesters like facing up against the police and are being arrested every day. Um, So that was one image that came to my mind. Yeah. I think, I think the second thing, like is just a more general thing about the Psalm and how it, I don't know, might be calling us to live. This Psalm to me at least is about peace and where our peace is found. Hmm. And in a moment where anxiety is very much in the air, not just because of like protests and attention being called to like systemic racism, but also the coronavirus and like just living in America and the craziness that has been, I don't know, the 2000s, like, this psalm is sort of like a, a reminder, again, that the God that we worship is a God who wants to like lay down with us in the grass mm. and hmm. rest. Sometimes I think I need to be reminded of that, that sometimes like there, like there is a time when God wants me to, you know, bust some heads and like make some noise. And there's also very much a time when God wants to make me be still and make me lie down and restore my soul. Yeah. And I think that's true for all of us. 
Yeah, I like I like the word he or God makes me lie down because I because I yeah. don't go there willingly. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, neither do I. Not very often. Yeah, yeah. it's it's got to be a it's a force rest. It's a force yeah. rest- restoration uh, because it's just hard to do. Just it really, do. really is. Well, Nate, thank you so much. I think that's a wonderful, uh, peaceful way to end. Uh, but thanks for being on the show and thanks for sharing uh, your experiences and your wisdom on this song. I'm glad I could do this. Thanks, Brett. Thank you all for joining us today. Another huge thank you to Nee for being on the show and sharing some newfound wisdom on Psalm 23. Once again, we'll be back with new episodes on August 10th and hope you'll join us then. Now, may each of you go out to love and to serve, to be well, to care for yourselves and others, knowing that the grace and love of God is upon you. Amen. Amen.